Dream Team Fantasy is a Thunder Media Live production. Search Thunder Media Live wherever you stream your podcasts for more shows on the Thunder Media Live network. To another episode of Dream Team Fantasy, alongside Tyler, I'm Nick Morrow. What's up, bud? What's going on? All right, so we're going to start. We're going to get right to it today. Um, headlines, Thielen out for the Thursday night game, so if he's in your lineup, get him out. on Johnson is placed on the IR. Josh Gordon's out for the year on the IR. Uh, a couple trades before the trade deadline. Uh, Sanders traded to the 49ers. And we had Sanu traded to the Patriots for a second rounder. I didn't know Sanu was worth a second round pick, but apparently he is. Um, and then Mahomes, a little practicing today. So he might be playing maybe Sunday night against my boys. I'm kind of hoping he does just for the entertainment factor. But on the other hand, I hope he doesn't because I want the pack to get the win. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right. Good show today. We got a special guest, um, Justin from Daily Fantasy Insider. Um, if you don't follow him, you need to, um, Justin, thanks for calling in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Um, so we all know that winning in DFS is hard. Um, hitting that top spots even harder. Give us a little history on yourself and, uh, how you got started and to where you are now. Yeah. So I started playing probably like nine years ago on a site called draft street. And that was kind of the, the original DFS site. I won a $25 GBP, uh, to, for like 4,000. Um, and then just kind of started building it up from there. I'd play like $50 a slate. And then every now and then I would take a shot on a big GBP when I really liked my team. And so uh, my freshman year of college at UNC Chapel Hill, I took a shot on a $333 contest on FanDuel MLB. And I came in first and won 100K. And uh, so that was like my first big win. And then just kind of kept kept developing my strategies, kept learning. Uh, I made it to the fantasy baseball championship at the Playboy Mansion, and I, I actually won that as well. Um, so I, that, that kind of really got things going. And then uh, I started a company called Daily Fantasy Insider about four years ago, my sophomore year at UNC. And uh, that it's just been so fun. Um, it really keeps me engaged. I mean, one of the tough things about playing DFS and having those big wins is then how do you still get excited about a small slate where it's like five thousand dollars to first place. Like, how do you still get? How do you still get into those days? Right. And so, for me, it's about um, you know helping our customers win. And like, nothing really makes me more excited than when I see somebody who it really means a lot to them to win a thousand dollars and and they win it and they're they're tweeting about it and they're so excited. Like to me, that's what it's all about. Um, and so that's what keeps it fun for me. And I have a really fun team, and so uh, we have a good time together. And and I think we've really developed a platform that is unique in the industry and. Um, we have a really high retention rate when people start using our, our platform. And uh, I think our app is probably the best in the industry because we just have a lot of young guys on the team who just understand what people are looking for with user interface. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's hard enough to cash. Um, so, you know, people get excited when they win the 500 or they win, you know, $125 lineup. But you know, hitting those thousand or the top spot for a hundred grand. Um, I know you just hit one for a hundred grand 
on the yeah. uh, on the MVP I, slate. That is uh, I, how that feels. That was awesome. That that was great because uh, that was all about film study, and so uh, it was really nice to see. You know, because everybody was trashing Sony Michelle for not scoring touchdowns the week before, and so uh, I did a lot of film study on the on the Patriots and said that I thought Michelle would get all the one yard touchdowns against the Jets. And uh, people were like, what are you talking about? Brady just took all of them the week before. So it was nice that he scored three one-yard touchdowns to just <laughs> really drive the point home that uh, that we were correct on that. So that's always nice when it goes exactly as you write it up. And uh, So, yeah, I, I got my entry into the World Fantasy Football Championship. So hopefully I'll hit that, win $2 million, and buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too, man. Good luck. Um, be- Thank you. <laughs> before we get to uh, your core four uh, for DFS this week, my business partner here, uh, Tyler Syracuse. I know you know him. I know <laughs> I you do. guys. He's I know you guys have a little uh, side bet going on for the year. If you want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a little worried. I was not worried until last week, and now I'm a little worried. So our bet is that uh, Kyler Murray has to finish top five raw QB scoring. Uh, but he has to play at least 14 games. So my thinking was that if he gets through 14, he probably gets through 16. Like, he, that probably means he didn't get right. hurt. And if he plays 16 games, I would think with his rushing upside that he'd get there. But, but yeah, he's he's lagging a little behind. Um, I hate to, I hate to say I need injuries because I don't want <laughs> to root for other people to get hurt. But, like, if Mahomes comes back next game, then he's definitely going to be top five. Justin. So I kind of need him to miss a few. <laughs> What's up, Tyler? The thing is, you, you run so good. I mean, Mahomes is hurt. Roethlisberger hurt. Breeze hurt. Matt Ryan hurt. <laughs> Sony <laughs> Michelle, three touchdowns. It just keeps coming for you. Don't forget Andrew Luck retired. <laughs> Andrew oh Luck retired, God, yeah. That's right. That's another one. He was probably just, top five for sure. I was counting on this Giants matchup being big and then changing. Chase Edmonds ruined it, but there's still time, and it's going to be a good sweat. It's, it's, this is a fun bet. This is definitely going to come down to the wire. Yeah, and, he, lo- uh, he looks like he's getting more comfortable in that offense, so it's definitely going to be uh, a close finish come the end. He's got some tougher matchups coming up for sure, but... He does. I'm just hoping they fall so far behind that he does like Aaron Brooks style from the old Saints teams where he has like <laughs> negative one at the half and then finishes with 25. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be uh, – that'll be interesting. And uh, I know Tyler saying uh, before we got on here that you guys had the bet and you've just been so lucky and you're on a hot streak right now <laughs> that he's like – even though he's ahead right now, he still doesn't feel very comfortable with how it's going to end. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> well, we all know there's a lot of luck involved with this. Justin and I have both had several tournament hits. He's had a couple more than I have. But I did play in the – the DraftKings World Championship in 2017 um, got the min cash. I actually had a couple injuries in my lineup, but um, oh, that's that's the worst. I I, uh, I went to that Playboy event too, and actually it was the year that Hugh Hefner passed away, so he never yeah. ex- we never actually went to the mansion, and Justin was able to go to the mansion, so he he got a leg up on me there for sure. Yeah, I was the last. <laughs> yeah, I was the last party at the mansion before Hugh passed, so there was there wasn't another party there for a while. Wow. There was a bunch of. Uh, this is I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a humble brag, but it's just a fact. There was a bunch of uh, extra models that came to that party voluntarily because they thought it might be the last one in for a long time. <laughs> so so that was the one was to cool. be at, huh? Yeah, it was pretty cool. That, that is awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. I don't want to take up too much of your time today, but um, I kind of want to give our listeners a new segment here. Um, we're going to call it like a core four for like GPP. Um Either FanDuel or DK, whatever you feel comfortable with, uh, whatever you know, whatever slate you like more. Um, just kind of four guys that our listeners can feel comfortable plugging into their lineup when they're building uh, their lineups this weekend. 
Yeah, so I tried to be somewhat considerate of both sites because we, we do cover FanDuel and DraftKings, and so uh, we always try to factor in both. But personally, I play more on DraftKings because I really like the bonuses for the 100 yards, and I like the full PPR because I think all that stuff kind of reduces the value of touchdowns. Um, but the, the guys that I have are four guys you could play on both sites. And so first and foremost is Leonard Fournette. Um, it shouldn't really come as a big surprise. He's just he's second in the NFL in expected fantasy points. Um, he, his lowest expected fantasy points in any one game this year was 16. So his floor is just insane. And he's not priced up there with McCaffrey, and he has a better matchup than McCaffrey. So he's he's kind of my top priority. Uh, and then right below him in expected fantasy points, number one wide receiver this year and uh, and third among all flex players is Keenan Allen. And his price has fallen so far. He's had four bad weeks in a row. Um, but the three of those in a row came from teams just double bracketing him every play. So there's really nothing he can do about that. And then last week he had an expected fantasy point of 20, which is right back where he was in weeks one through three. I think Hunter Henry being back has really opened up the field for him. Teams can't overcommit to him. Um, but the problem last week was Rivers just missing him um, and, and just some bad variance on end zone targets. So this is the week to go get him. And uh, the Bears just showed us last week that they will not double bracket at least they didn't double bracket michael thomas they let thomas have a big game against them so i'm thinking they won't they won't overplay keenan allen um my third guy another receiver in a similar situation tyler boyd is one of the top receivers in expected fantasy points this year uh he's had at least 12 or 15 in every game except one um last week he had 20 expected fantasy points he's been getting peppered with targets he has like 100 targets in his last three games pretty sure he leads the nfl in targets in his last three games but don't quote me on that um, and I'm a huge fan of him for his price. He's like 5,000 on draftings. Like I can't believe how much his price has fallen. He's been horribly inefficient, um, probably because Dalton is his quarterback, but, and that's not going to change. Yeah, he's 5,600 um, 5, on FanDuel. In his last three games, he had uh, 14, 7, and 14 for targets. Also, from watching the film, he had three drops and he had a fumble. So, yeah, no, it's partly his fault, too. I mean, it's a combo of just very mediocre talent combining to be mediocre. But at some point, though, all that opportunity has got to turn into something. I mean, if you put up nine and four in back-to-back weeks and your expected fantasy points are 20 and 12, you would certainly – I mean, no one could be that bad. Like, even if he is bad, he cannot be that below. So he, he should definitely regress positively. So he's a guy that I like. And then – my fourth one, I don't know if I want to call this a core four, but I did want to put this in there. Um, Ryan Tannehill is my quarterback as of right now. And uh, that's definitely something that's going to be exclusive in the war room. So your listeners are definitely getting this pick. Um, this won't really be out there for the public. But I, I really like Ryan Tannehill. Tampa Bay is like the kind of – they're just such a pass funnel. They stop, they sell out to stop the run, and they've been doing it all season long. And I just – I don't think that a matchup with – uh, Ryan Tannehill is the one that they're going to say let's let's stop the pass now. So yeah, I like I like that call. You know I have Mahomes um, in two of my season long leagues, and I actually picked up Tannehill off the waiver wire to mm-hmm. kind of I mean against that secondary of the Bucks. Um, I, I do like that as a value at quarterback position this week. Justin, when yeah. I got you on the pod, I think we could make another uh, another bet. Um, I'll take another quarterback versus Tannehill. Uh, I'd oh, be willing boy. to take Trubisky. Okay. Chargers are also a bit of a pass funnel. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Just for the sake of fun, <laughs> I'm, I'm up for it. Just for like 50 bucks or whatever, just for yeah, a little side right. action. 
Well, why don't we text about the amount so that we're not on air doing something illegal? But okay. um, but I'm in. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely in. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler likes to uh, Tyler likes to pick bets with me through the whole podcast. I'm four and zero versus <laughs> Nick the last two weeks. By the way. Yeah. I and I told Maybe him I, I should be worried. Yeah, he's been hot on the pod for sure. <laughs> so it's it's been ugly, but. Yeah, I like it. I appreciate I appreciate it. Um, I love the place. Uh, Fournette, Allen, Boyd, Tannehill. Um, this guy knows what he's talking about, so you guys need to get those people in your lineup. Um, tell our listeners uh, where, they, where they can follow you, where they can find your work, uh, everything like that. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter. It's just my name, Justin McMahon. That's M-A-C-M-A-H-A-N. And uh, our site's offering a free trial. If you've never been on DFI before, um, our all access membership is $60 a month, but we'll give you a free month uh, if you've never tried it out before. So uh, just go to dailyfantasyinsider.com and uh, sign up for your free trial and then download our app. And I think that you'll really like our platform. And if not, you can cancel. No hard feelings. We won't bother you about it at all. So uh, might as well give it a shot. Awesome. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, good luck Absolutely. this week. Good luck the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully we can have you on the show again. Sounds See you, Justin. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. on. All right, I'll text you, Tyler. All right, I'll see you. Later. All right, so that was Justin uh, from Daily Fantasy Insider. He's uh, he's good. I mean, he's won he's won a lot of uh, a big big tournaments, not only for football but basketball. He's won a couple baseball, and then he won a basketball one. So yeah, yeah he's the guy in the industry that that I knew about that um, that I have the thousand dollar bet with. So we got him to come on the pod, and he's a. Uh, extremely successful so we thought it would be cool to get him on the pod yeah yeah so appreciate him for coming on um all right let's get back to the rest of the pod here we're going to update the uh dream team fantasy league uh current situation tyler's sitting third uh five and two he took a win this week i also took a win this week so i'm sitting four and three at sixth place this is a tough league everyone's really close uh, a lot of good players so um We'll keep updating you here, but as it stands, Tyler's in third. I'm in sixth. Um, all right, let's get to the slate. We'll do fan duel. Um, all right, we'll start with the quarterback position. Uh, up top, you got Russell Wilson, Watson, Goff, Brady, Stafford, Allen, uh, Ryan, Questionable, and Bridgewater. Um, who are the plays this week at quarterback for you, Tyler? I think my favorite guy up top is definitely Deshaun Watson. He's got a great matchup against the Raiders. The Raiders have a terrible secondary um, I'm somewhat concerned with Russell Wilson just because if they get ahead, they're a team that really likes to run the ball a lot. Um, so Chris Carson will definitely get 20-plus touches there. And somehow uh, the Falcons rank fourth against the run and 31st against the pass. So that is what is good for Russell Wilson. But like I said, if especially if it's Matt Schaub playing for – I know Matt Ryan had a high ankle sprain – um, I just don't think the attempts will be there for Wilson. He could be super efficient. He could throw four touchdowns on 25 pass attempts, as we've seen a lot of times. But I think I definitely prefer Watson up top there. I feel like he's been so accurate, though, that he doesn't need a lot of pass attempts. And Atlanta's just so bad. I mean, their defense is so bad. It's going to be hard not to play Russell Wilson. And he's $200 more than Watson. I mean, they both have great match- matchups. It's going to be it's going to be a tough choice. Um, but I, I – I, I could see them, you know, Seattle running the ball more, um, you know, getting up early and kind of just running the clock out and Atlanta not being able to put up much points. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Um, towards the mid-range, I like Josh Allen. Great matchup against the Eagles. Eagles defense has just been terrible. They've given up over 20 points in five games already this season, just in the first half alone. So five out of seven games, they've already allowed 20 points to the opposing team by halftime, which is just hilarious. And um, Josh Allen's looked pretty good this year, aside from the game against New England. He pretty much has uh, 20 fantasy points in each game besides against the Patriots where he struggled with three interceptions. Um, there's a blatant misprice on Drew Brees this week, sitting at 7,200 on FanDuel, and it's looking like he's going to come back this week and they're playing the Cardinals defense. So he would pretty much be a lock for cash games at that price. I don't know why they'd bring him back. I mean, they they're Teddy's on a roll. They're playing a not-so-good Arizona team. They're at home. And they're on they by, next, by week. next week. Yeah. yeah, you know, give them two week, give them the week, give them the bye week, and then bring them back. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, he says he, you know, the plan was for him to play on Sunday, but you know, we'll see how the rest of the week goes. Definitely keep an eye on that because, like Tyler said, if Breeze does play, um, yeah, that's that's a misprice right there at seventy two hundred. Um, all right, so down a little farther. Justin talked about Ryan Tannehill at 6,900. I, I had Tannehill start here. I like him as well. And then also at 6,900, I like me some Derek Carr. Uh, Houston, Jacoby Brissett had a great game last week. Um, Houston's going to be able to put up points against Oakland's defense, and Oakland's going to be able to put up points against Houston. I could see this game being a shootout. Um, and I like Carr at 6,900. I think it's just just a great value play. Um, last week he put up 16 points against Green Bay. Didn't have his best game, but um, I could definitely see him hitting value at that price range. you have any interest in Carr at all? Uh, I don't mind Derek Carr and Darren Waller stacks because um, I'm going to be playing a lot of Deshaun Watson, Desh- um, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Still stacks, so I don't mind running it back with Derek Carr. Derek Carr was actually really good last week against Green Bay. The Raiders had no problem moving the ball up and down the field against the Packers' defense. Basically, it just came down to the end of the first half when Carr fumbled on the one-yard line. They were trailing 14-10. to 10. He fumbled for a touchback. Packers go down and score right before the half, turned it to 21-10. And then beginning of the second, uh, beginning of the second half, Packers go down and score again, 28-10. to 10. So besides that, and then Carr actually had a, an interception in the red zone too when he was targeting Darren Waller. So besides that, I mean, he played really good. He was really efficient. He had a high completion percentage. Um, the Raiders have honestly looked pretty good, and it's shocking because they don't have any wide receivers with Tyrell Williams injured. And Zay Jones was actually inactive last week. So their top wide receivers were like Marcel Aitman and Hunter Renfro and whoever else they have, just a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I, I, I'm liking the Carr-Waller stack, then running it back with Hopkins at wide receiver. Um, no Fuller, so Hopkins is going to get his. Um, let's go to running back. But my bet for quarterback would be Trubisky versus Carr. <sighs> I don't know why I like Trubisky so much yeah, this why? week. He's freaking awful. I don't know. He's not a good quarterback, but I just feel like he gets fantasy points somehow. It's funny because when I was coming here, I was listening to Sirius XM, and one of the guys on the radio said that they like Trubisky this week too. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, looking at his stats – He's gone 9 points, 5 points, 20, 0, 20. I mean, he did put up 20 points last week against New Orleans. 25 bucks. 54 pass attempts he Trubisky had Trubisky versus Tannehill or Trubisky versus um, Derek Carr. We'll talk off air. Justin says we can't do illegal stuff <laughs> on the air, so we'll talk off air. Um, all right, running back. McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Carson, Chubb, Fournette. 
Uh, Justin liked Fournette, and then we got Gurley, Josh Jacobs. Um, top plays this week for running back. I'm fading McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey's really expensive on Fandle. He's $1,000 more than Saquon Barkley, 1500 more than Kamara, 1600 more than Carson. Um, so, And he's got a tough matchup against the Niners. Awesome defensive line. And my other concern is that that game's going to be very slow and that the Panthers aren't going to play as many snaps as they normally do. So I agree. I'd rather roster probably Saquon, Chris Carson, Fournette, get some savings instead of playing McCaffrey. So this week is uh, there's going to be some clear running back values if David Johnson doesn't play. I know he didn't practice today, and they actually signed two new running backs. And Chase Edmonds is only $6,100 against the Saints, who have a good rush defense. But Chase Edmonds would be playing about 100% of the snaps, and he can catch the ball. So he would be a pretty easy play at that price tag. The other lock of the week will be Ty Johnson. I think he's 5100 Carry on Johnson had knee surgery. And Ty Johnson has an awesome matchup at home against the Giants. So he's pretty much a free square for cash games, and you're going to have to get a ton of exposure in tournaments at that price. Are you worried about McKissick at all, taking carries away from him? Or maybe if Ty doesn't get off to a hot start, they go to McKissick. Or if for some reason the Giants take a lead, I think McKissick is more of a pass catch I'm actually not concerned at all. I went back and watched the film. And I know Ty Johnson had double the amount of targets and double amount the carries as J.D. McKissick. And even when the Lions were trailing on their last drive, they were down by two scores. Ty Johnson was still the guy that was out there, and he was in on a lot of the third down plays. So clearly the coaches view him as a solid pass catching back too, and they don't strictly view McKissick as the pass catcher. So that's going to boost Ty Johnson's floor and ceiling if he's going to stay in on those on those passing downs. And he's clearly their goal line back. And he received, it was either two or three touches inside the 10-yard line um, last week against the Vikings. So assuming he'll get around 20 touches at 5,100 with a great matchup, he, you just can't pass that up. Yeah, it's going to be hard to pass up. Great value play. Um, Todd Gurley at 7,400. It's a London game against the last place ranked uh, Cincinnati defense. Any interest in Gurley? My only my only concern with Gurley is that he just hasn't been getting enough targets and grabs. He's had like one good week where he actually got like seven grabs for 54. But aside from that, he hasn't had more than three catches. Um, any interest in Gurley again at 7,400? I would rather pay up with Chris Carson or Leonard Fournette if I have the extra money. I do want some Todd Gurley just for the touchdown expectation, especially on FanDuel, just because they're favored by two touchdowns against a terrible rush defense. And FanDuel, you, you look for those touchdowns in the half PPR. So I'll definitely be getting them in there, probably not in cash games, but I'll have some tournament exposure there. I do like Tevin Coleman home against the Panthers. His price didn't go up. He got over 20 touches again. He was inefficient, but if you watch the game, it was a super sloppy field, and the Niners and the Redskins just couldn't get anything going on offense. It was mostly just punting, and there was missed kicks, and it was it was super sloppy. So you almost ugly. just want to throw that game out and um, just look at Tevin Coleman's usage. He's clearly their workhorse back, and he's going to get the rushes at the goal line. So I think he could definitely pay off there with a, with a touchdown and 100 yards. And two other guys I got my eye on, Josh Jacobs at 7,200 and Sony Michelle um, at 6,500. 
any interest in those guys? Michelle's coming off a big game, but it's so hard to predict what New England's going to do uh, going into a game and if Michelle's going to get carries, if it's going to be White, if it's going to be Bolden. Um, but Josh Jacobs seems to be getting, you know, 20-plus touches a game, and I think this is going to be high scoring. I could see him catching some passes out of the backfield. Uh, any interest in those guys? I'm really not interested in Josh Jacobs, and I know he's on the injury report with a shoulder injury, and the coach came out and said it was really sore still. So they might look to manage his workload. And it's just a tough matchup against the Texans, so I think our fifth uh, toughest against the run. Um, it's a great spot for Sony Michelle against the Browns. The Patriots are favored by double digits once again. They figure to dominate in time of possession. And he's just the guy that, that gets all the red zone carries, and chances are he'll find the end zone. And at 6,500, he really doesn't need to get too many yards, assuming he scores a touchdown or two. Okay. On to wide receiver. Uh, at the top, you got Thomas, Hopkins, Godwin, Jones, Cup, Hilton, Keenan Allen, uh, OBJ, Mike Evans. Um, and then you got Tyler Lockett here at 7,200 going against Atlanta and their bad pass defense. Do you like Lockett this week with, you know, Disley being out for this season? And Lockett seems to be the guy that Russell Wilson's going to go to. Yeah, Lockett seems to be a little bit too cheap. If I'm paying up for somebody, it's definitely going to be New Hopkins. I do like Michael Thomas. He's he's going to see some coverage from Patrick Peterson, but Patrick Peterson usually doesn't line up in the slot, and Michael Thomas plays about a third of his snaps from the, from the slot, so he could avoid Patrick Peterson there. Hopkins is going to be my favorite receiver. I, I just think he's going to get more targets now without Will Fuller. Raiders have a poor secondary, so he should be a pretty safe bet for 100 yards or a touchdown. Um, definitely have to play some Chris Godwin. He's just – he's the man, and <laughs> – he leads the league in fantasy points per game from the wide receiver position. Jameis loves him. It's a decent matchup against the Titans. I just got to go on a little rant about Cooper Cup and how I was 100% right. today. I mean, <laughs> all these guys in the industry are ranking Cooper Cup like he's a top three receiver. He's priced on these sites as a top five receiver. It, I just don't see it. When I watch the film, he runs a lot of crossing patterns, 10 yards down the field. He never goes deep. Brandon Cooks is their deep threat. They have Gerald Everett more involved. They have Robert Woods involved. They throw to their running backs. To me, he's just not going to be a top eight receiver, and he's been priced that way the last couple of weeks, and people have really paid the price because he's let them down in a big way. So so I feel pretty good about fading him the last couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully it doesn't come back to bite me this week, but I'm going to continue to fade him at that price. Yeah, he's he's been disappointing in the past couple of weeks. Um, he was hot for a while there and was the number one wide receiver for a little while there. But, yeah, he's cooled down. And like you said, he's not the deep threat, but he is Goff's go-to guy. Um, but that's l starting to lean more towards Everett. Goff's really looking at Everett a lot more. Um, so, yeah, Cup's probably going to be a fade for me this week as well. I'd rather pay down and get Lockett. Um, another guy I actually like is uh, A-Rob, Allen Robinson for Chicago. I know you like Trubisky, so maybe you like uh, matching him up with uh, Robinson here. The guy's an animal. I mean, if you watch the film, he's by far their best player. He's an elite wide receiver that has just never had a quarterback. Um, he just gets open. He's every open play. every play. He's just open. 16 targets last week. Um, nine the week before, seven for the previous three weeks before that. I mean, the Bears, I think, are going to be down. Their defense isn't as good as it was. Um, and there's no one else to throw the ball to besides Allen Robinson. And even if he's covered, he's open. 
Um, so at 7,100, I, I like me some Allen Robinson this week. Yeah, I, I like him too. And my wide receiver pool, honestly, is pretty spread out this week. And wide receiver is definitely a position where you want to spread out your exposures just because it's such a volatile position. You can have a feeling on someone, but you really don't want to invest, you know, more than 30, 40, 50% of your teams in that player. Uh, a guy that I'm looking to buy low on is Kenny Galladay, who will probably fly under the radar this week after having just two targets last week against the Vikings. So he's only $500 more than Marvin Jones coming off the four-touchdown game. Kenny Galladay's playing at home against the Giants, which is a great matchup. And I, I think, like I said, he's going to be low-owned, and I think he could definitely have a bounce-back week. Yeah, I like Kenny, Kenny Galladay as well. Um, going down, any interest in John Brown um, against that awful Philly secondary, 5,900. Um, he's the Allen's guy. I think last week he had six targets, five the week before, 11 before that. Um, found the end zone last week. I think he's, he'll be a good value play. Um, do you have any interest in getting him in your GPP lineups? Yeah, I might even play him in cash. I know he's been really a tournament wide receiver in the past, but he's been pretty consistent this year. His lowest total on the year was 51 yards. He's clearly the Bills' top option. Um, so I'll definitely have a lot of John Brown. A guy just above him, DJ Shark, kind of had a rough game do, last do, week. Do, 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 do. He only had five targets, which was disappointing, but he, he did go for 53 yards. He got tackled inside the one-yard line, and I think he had a carry that went for almost 20 yards. So it, it was almost a bigger game for him, and, and he's got a great matchup against the, the Jets, who can't cover anyone. I'm done with Baby Shark. He's hurt me the past couple weeks. Um, Kenny Stills, 5,700. No, uh, no fuller, so I like me some Stills at 5,700. Going down. Uh, Justin had mentioned Boyd at 5,600 going even further down Emmanuel Sanders at 5,400. Do you think he kind of steps in? I mean, he's by far their number one wide receiver now. Do you think he steps in and, uh, Garoppolo, you know, throws a couple balls his way, maybe finds the end zone. Yeah, I think they'll definitely dial up some plays for Manny Sanders. He's just way too cheap, and I think they're going to look to get him involved early and often. I just think there's so many good wide receiver plays. So Emmanuel Sanders gets traded, but that's going to open up more targets for Cortland Sutton, who's only 6K, and it's going to open up targets for um, Deshaun Hamilton, who is only 4,800. So, like I said, there's a lot of wide receivers in play this week. I definitely like your call on Kenny Stills. He has an awesome matchup. We like to target the Raiders, who can't generate any pass rush. And Kenny Stills is a pretty good player, as he's shown in the past, and he could pretty much step right into that Will Fuller role. So he's going to be getting deep targets, and he could definitely go off. I do like Philip Darsett, 5,600. He just seems to find the end zone a lot, and he's been dealing with a hamstring injury, but he looked pretty good on the Monday night game against the Jets. He caught another touchdown. So he's already had four touchdowns and he's only played in actually five games so that's what we like to look for on FanDuel and he's definitely affordable 5100 Sanu and Kiki Kuti any interest in either of those two at minimum price um not really I'd rather go up to 5400 and get Calvin Ridley assuming that Matt Ryan plays with his ankle sprain okay but I think we're done with Fitzgerald uh, done. I <laughs> skipped right over him, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. I am absolutely Ugh. done with him. He's got another great matchup in the slot. The Saints are on to their third string slot corner. But we've rostered Fitzgerald in cash three weeks in a row, and 
It, he's been awful. He just hasn't done anything. He doesn't since week no, one. He hasn't done anything. There's no. He doesn't have any deep threat capability. He does a little curl route, sits in the middle of the field, and yeah. he's Murray's security blanket if no one's open or Murray doesn't want to run. Yeah, That's he it. never goes deep. They use him on screens. They do use him a lot in the red zone, but. I mean, we're just kind of fed up with Fitzgerald at this point. <laughs> yeah, done. If he goes off, so be it. Uh, I'm done wasting my money on him. Um, all right, so tight end position, Kittle at the top, Waller, Henry, Hooper, Ertz, Ingram, and one guy I really like this week, uh, Gerald Everett at 6,100. Uh, Goff is just looking his way, seems to be having a real good uh, connection with Goff on the field. Ten, re- 10 targets last week, five the week before, and then 11 and eight the weeks before that. Um, he's finding the end zone, and uh, he's definitely Goff's red zone target, and he, he's he's taking some deep routes. So, um, 6,100. Uh, Gerald Everett, any interest? Um, I thought he was a little expensive, honestly, for FanDuel. He's only $800 less than George Kittle. And Get off Kittle. <laughs> I, I can't Get stop playing George Kittle, Kittle especially on a slate without Travis Kelsey. I'll definitely be locking in Kittle. Uh, I do like Darren Waller, who's priced just below him. Hunter Henry's decent play. Austin Hooper, I think we need Matt Ryan in the lineup. Zach Ertz has a tough matchup, but he'll get plenty of targets. Evan Ingram coming off a week where he was almost 70% owned in cash games and let everyone down. We'll probably go under on this week, so he's maybe a good buy low candidate, but I don't really like any of the cheaper tight ends, so mostly I'm going to be looking up to pay up for Kittle. If Matt Ryan's out, I actually like Austin Hooper because I think he's going to go low-owned, and Schaub will look his way. He, you know, backup forward quarterbacks coming in cold, haven't played in a while, usually look to the tight end as, like, that security. And, I mean, Hooper's been a beast, so I, I would I would like some Hooper at 6,600 as a little sleeper that maybe goes low-owned, especially if Ryan's out. I was going to say, too, how about my call of Eric Ebron last week, but I totally forgot that we we didn't get the pod posted last week because I didn't have my microphone on. I, I'm kind of glad we didn't because <laughs> it was a bad week. It was a bad week last week. For there our were, picks. Yeah, just yeah. – It mean, was a had, good pod, but It was yeah. a good pod. We, we had some good guys that we liked um, – but man, it, we didn't have we didn't talk about Martin Jones or Mar- Jones. We didn't talk about um, well, we didn't really well, have time to talk about Edmonds. You pretty much a, needed Rodgers, Edmonds, Marvin Jones, and Darren Waller to win tournaments, yeah. and we weren't really on any of them. No, so maybe it was a blessing in disguise that it didn't get posted. <laughs> um, but I do like Darren Waller at sixty eight hundred. Once again, I think this game's gonna be a shootout, and I'm high on Car this week. And I do like Hunter Henry. Um, Let's see here. Rivers has been looking his way. Eight targets, nine targets since he's been back. Almost topping 100 yards both times. So I do like me some Hunter Henry at 6,700. Any interest in Ertz going against that Buffalo defense at 6,300? That's kind of a weird game to me. I kind of got to do some more research on that one. I know Zach Ertz is probably going to be the most heavily targeted player for the Eagles, especially with Tredavis White um, shadowing Elshon Jeffrey. So Alshon Jeffrey really struggles against good corners. Tredavis White's a really good corner, so I expect him to totally lock him up. So you'd expect that would funnel targets to Zach Ertz. I just think the Eagles are going to try something different this week. I know they've really been struggling, whether it's going run heavy, whether it's trying to get Zach Ertz more involved. I'm not really sure, but I, I can't really fade Zach Ertz at that price, who's priced below Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, and Austin Hooper. So I'll definitely be playing some Zach Ertz. 
And then last, a uh, little value tight end play, possibly 5,100, uh, Darren Fells uh, in that Oakland-Houston game. Thoughts? Um, only in Deshaun Watson's stacks. I d- they run two tight ends with Aikens and Fells, so it's kind of hard to, to pick which one you want. But looking at the prices, I do think it's funny that Cameron Bray is more expensive than O.J. Howard. And O.J. Howard was drafted as, like, the third or fourth Highest tight end this year, which is yeah, that's kind of crazy. I, I know that uh, Winston likes Bray, but yeah, I, I was surprised when I saw that as well. Um, all right, on to defense. The two top defenses are really the plays that I'm going to try and squeeze into my lineup with the Rams and the Patriots. Um, kind of hard to fade the Patriots when they're literally like the top scorer in fantasy this year. It's insane what they're doing. Yeah, and they're they're priced at the same price range as Rams and barely above Seattle, Indy, San Fran, and Tennessee. So New England's definitely going to be really chalky, but for a good reason, they're home against the Browns who have been turning the ball over like crazy. Value defense. Um, I like the Niners, 4,800. I mean, it's not really a value. They're only $200 less than the Patriots, but if you need that $200, I I like the Niners. Um, I think Allen will struggle against that Niners defense, and I think they can kind of take care of Christian McCaffrey. Um, I mean, he'll probably, you know, get his, but I think they'll be able to contain him. Um, Aside from that, I don't really know other defenses that I like. The Titans, 4,600 against Tampa, um, or maybe Jacksonville. Um, 4,500 at home against the Jets. We all saw how bad Darnold was Monday night. Um, yes, it was against the Patriots, but he looked really bad. Um, and Jacksonville D has been getting better. I know they lost Ramsey, but they've, uh, they've kind of turned it around a little bit. So any interest in Jags D or any values down here at the bottom? I think the mid four range is actually loaded with good defensive plays. You got the Titans home against turnover prone Winston. You got the Bears home against... Uh, Chargers, terrible offensive line. You have the Lions home against Daniel Jones, who's been terrible the last several weeks besides against the Bucks when he first came in. You got the Jaguars home against the Jets. Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts on Monday Night Football, as he <laughs> stated. Uh, Saints home against Kyler Murray and the Texans home, the Bills home. So all these defenses you get in these good spots, it's kind of going to spread out the ownership. So if you have a feeling on one or two of these defenses, you can go overweight by going all in on the defense or kind of spreading out your exposure because they're all honestly pretty good plays. And Carolina's defense has been really good. Um, And at 3,500, I mean, San Fran's offense hasn't been anything special. I mean, the defense has really been winning them their games, um, giving their offense good field position and everything. So Carolina's defense, maybe I might take a swing at at 3,500. But aside from that, I'm really going to try and get in Patriots and Rams D. Um, squeeze them into my lineup and find value elsewhere, like a car at the quarterback position at 6,900. So, all right, so that does it for the slate week eight. Um, our survivor pick this week uh, was pretty easy. We're going with the Steelers Monday night at home against Miami. It was between them and Vikings Thursday night against the But we the want Redskins. to save the Vikings for later on. Yeah, we want to save the Vikings. I'm kind of glad we I did. I think now week that, 13, they're home against Denver. That's who we want to was use. Was that, yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of glad we did because Thielen's out. So, um, I mean, they'll still probably win. 
And I hate going to, I hate picking against winless teams because eventually I feel like they're going to get a win and they could pull up an upset. I mean, they are an NFL team at the end of the day. Those are professional players. So, um, they're in the league for a reason, but I think the Steelers defense have been playing really well. Um, and I don't really care who's at quarterback at this point. I think they'll, uh, they'll be able to contain. It does feel good to have a nice, easy survivor pick this week. I know we've really been well, don't jinx us. struggling the last easy. couple of weeks. No, I mean, I think the Steelers are pretty much a lock just with their defensive line going up against a terrible offensive line. They're home coming off a bye. It's a, it's a pretty good spot for Pittsburgh. So we didn't have to do any debating this week like we had yeah. the last couple of weeks. <laughs> we go down to the wire and go back and forth and, and we got to convince each you other. You know, Pittsburgh's not a great team either, so we're not, you know, we don't want to save them for later on in the year. So it's just a great spot to, to use the Steelers and move on to the next week. All right, so picks for this week. You got anything? I don't have any sports bits yet. Um, I was looking earlier and just nothing stood out to me. So we'll keep you guys posted on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the more research I do, I'm sure I'll come up with something. I just don't want to throw a bet out there that I'm not confident in. Okay. Um, a couple games I like is the Texans-Raiders game to go over. I like the Patriots, and I like the Rams if you do like a 10-team teaser, 10-point teaser, excuse me. Um, so I like, you know, buying the Rams down to three and a half, Patriots down to three, and then the over in the Texans-Raiders game I think will hit. So that was kind of the those three that I was looking at. Um, but, yeah, follow, you know, follow us. Um, we'll post – on Instagram and Facebook, on our stories, um, who we like come Sunday. Any questions or anything, you know where to find us, message us. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Nope. Good luck on week eight. Good luck. See you.